Hey guys, you're listening to Stay in the Loop Pod. Welcome back to our, I think, sixth episode. So basically, this is not like a regular episode. We're starting a new series today called Scandal Saturdays. So it's basically where we dissect every scandal that's happened thus far in the maybe 20, 30 years of like the cringe-tainment industry. So some of them will be fun, some of them will be kind of sad. There's a lot of scandals that happen, especially in K-pop, that just like pop out out of the blue. And some of them are important to talk about, and some of them aren't, in my opinion. So, but if you have a scandal that you would like us to discuss and dissect, please let us know. You can DM us or just get in reach with us on our social media platforms, and we will be happy to do that episode for you if you feel the need that it's important so this episode we're going to be talking about a first generation idol called and his name was Kim Sungjae and if you do know who he is you know what we're going to talk about but if you don't you're going to find out about him and what happens in his life and now we're just going to do a quick little trigger warning for needles and like themes of death so if you guys are triggered by that i would suggest not listening to this episode or listen with caution because we're going to be talking about that i'll do another trigger warning again for that when we get to that part but just let you guys know in advance so basically we're going to get started right now just an outline of what we're going to do because we're going to first talk about the key players well this kind of outline would be there for every skin on saturdays we're going to talk about the players the key events and the reaction that the media had and we're also going to give our little tidbits as well so basically we're going to start right on it right now so who was sung jay okay so we'll talk about his life before being an k-pop idol so he was born on 1972 and he had a pretty decent upbringing he lived with his mom dad and he has a younger brother so he was born in a very nice family a very decent family he had a very nice upbringing uh, everybody who was friends with him or people around him used to say that he was a very nice person and he was not uh, you know a sad person or he was like a really happy person so he had a very nice uh, life and childhood and growing up he grew up to be a very handsome man he was you know very popular among his friends and because of his looks he got uh, escorted a lot of time uh, and if you don't know what escorted means uh, it's like uh, agents from or representatives of the uh, you know big entertainment companies they mm, look uh, for a potential you know Uh, people or students and they uh, you know go to schools in front of schools and everything and they uh, you know go and ask them to come and audition Uh, so yeah that's what escorting means and he was escorted a lot of times but he always denied uh, because he wanted to go to college and he went to department of tourism in Hanyang University and after entering college he met his Lee Hyun Do I don't know if, if I'm pronouncing it right or not, but he uh, he met him and they were college mates and later they uh, formed a hip-hop group, dance group and they uh, debuted on May 1993 
so and they were really they were a very nice group and they had a very uh, big impact on the k-pop industry so if everyone knows already like k-pop has been like as we know in a sense was it in the 90s that we first started to get introduced and sungjae was a first generation idol and he was in a group called duex i think that's how you say it or duo look it up d-u-e-x and they were basically active from 1993-1995 and they were really popular they're one of the first groups like yg group they were the first kind of generation and they had a lot of hip-hop influence when k-pop was first introduced to the country back in the early 90s it was giving more of like a hip-hop theme more so than what is currently now well when kind of what people think of what k-pop is like that bubble gum like sweet sounding stuff but obviously now since like again k-pop is inspired by african-americans culture it's leading to more of like trap and r&b now but before then like in the 90s which was the time period we're talking about it's more influences of hip-hop so the baggy clothes and the style and the beats and everything but since hip-hop was still a very much new thing in korea at that time a lot of people were excited about what was happening and really loved those first generation idol groups so also Kim Tung Jae is popular for the song As I Told You. BTS have covered it and Monstax has covered it before. And sadly, the scandal is that he was murdered allegedly by his girlfriend the night of his debut. So we're just gonna get into it right now. So that's who Sung Jae is. He was in this group with another guy, and then they broke up because they were just ready for their solo debut, which he was preparing for at the time of his departure so now we're going to get into who's now we're going to get into who his girlfriend is so she is kim we're not really sure of her real name just because like she switched her whole identity after this happened and she came from comes from a wealthy family and she was also a great medical student which is something that you guys really need to pay attention to as i keep telling the story so basically they met, Kim and Sungjae met in 1993, which was when the group debuted, and they were just really, really famous and popular. And in 1994, they started dating, and it turned out to be an okay relationship. A lot of people around Sungjae and just fans have said that Kim was very controlling and obsessive because he was so popular. And Kim was a non-celebrity, obviously, she was a student. But she didn't really know anyone in the entertainment light. So from what I think is that she was just really insecure of wanting to talk to him. This, that, and, the and Kim would always complain about his entertainment activities. And I saw a post saying that she went to one of his schedules and like yelled at fans. Saying like, oh I'm his girlfriend, no one can touch him. She was very much territorial. She wouldn't let him speak to fans or would not allow him to go to fan engagements one account said that she tied him up while he was sleeping so he would be late to signing a contract also all of these things are alleged just because i don't want to get in trouble by the south korean government <laughs> number one number two the case is closed so there's not really a real standpoint of if she did it or not i'll share my opinion later but allegedly just for the legality of the situation 
So now we're going to just look into the relationship a little more. So after he left the group, he wanted to go to L.A., obviously, because L.A.'s popping pop and he wanted to get his solo debut, wanted to really just be immersed in the American culture, which is what he was doing in Korea, and learn more about it and then bring it back to his country. So he was playing a solo debut and he wanted to go to L.A., and he went to L.A. even though Kim didn't want him to go. Kim was just like, you need to stay here, I don't want you going. And I guess that kind of plays more on in her insecurities because he was so popular. The whole country loved him in the group. And, like, he was very much attractive. So, of course, he was going to go to L.A., do his thing and whatnot, come back and not have a word about it, clearly. So then he went and she basically, she basically got his American number, called him every day, and then kept in contact with his managers and friends to make sure what he was doing, basically keeping tabs on him the entire trip, which was very strange because the time difference is ridiculous. Like, I went to Korea, and I'm in New York right now, and the time difference is, like, 13 hours. So from LA, add five to that, that's a long time. And she would, like, stay up trying to talk to him. Like, that's that's too much. That's too much, too. Anyways... So, that's what happened, and just, honestly, a lot of people, obviously we're not sure, allegedly, but a lot of people have speculated and said that she was just very controlling and didn't want him to go out. She just wanted him to be by her side and stay with her and things like that, which was kind of just like, hmm, relationship, that's important, but she also needs to realize that he's a celebrity and that was the life he chose for himself, so she needs to be comfortable with him having interactions with fans and women who may want to be with him. So yeah, a lot of people also said this was more of an abusive relationship. So so a few days before his debut, because he debuted on November 19th, and the story sadly ends on November 20th, so a few days before that, Kim, the girlfriend, went to a pharmacy to get medicine for her dog. But a lot of people say that she doesn't even have a dog. And she told the pharmacist, it was later revealed that she told the pharmacist not to tell people that she was there and that she got the medicine for her fake dog, essentially. So let's talk about the timeline of the murder, basically some days before it and a days after the murder. So as you guys know that he was preparing for his solo debut and the girlfriend got his American number and had been calling him daily which was really annoying from him and uh, many people like said that he also got a girlfriend in america and i don't know if, if it's true or not but uh, that's what some people said and what we read on like the internet so yeah that's there and so he like the girlfriend she went to an uh, animal shop to buy some medicine saying quote my dog is suffering from dementia and quote so that's that that was there and yeah you guys need to remember this thing as well uh and remember that uh, we told you that she is a medical student so yeah she knew what she was getting right and she also said to the uh like the person who was sitting there uh do not tell anybody that she came to the uh, place and she got the medicines. Suspicious, right? So, yeah, that's there. And so, the girlfriend, she called uh, Sanjay and said that uh, 
she wanted uh, to go to uh, go abroad to study and she won't uh, bother him anymore she just wanted a pair of boots which she said that she'll pay for the boots and so he said okay and from what i think he must be like oh yeah like good for me she will not be uh you know bothering me anymore so she he got her the boots and on november 15 he came back and she, he gave the boots to the girlfriend on november 19 he made his first uh, solo debut and sadly the last debut and he was murdered at the night so let's take a look on the night that he was murdered so the night after successful debut he with his backup dancers manager and the girlfriend came they all went to a hotel to you know celebrate his solo debut and party and everything and according to the manager they drank some alcohol and at 1 am everybody went to bed except for uh, sanjay and kim so they were alone and now the manager he said that he put the dryer on which like uh, back in the days to dryer if you switch on the dryer it will uh, you know do its work and be uh, on for 135 minutes which was ve- which is a very specific number and then it will automatically get switched off so let's see if it is 1 am in the morning and he switched the a dryer on at 1 a.m. so the dryer should be off by 2:30 a.m. in the morning right okay keep that in mind so now uh kim and uh, sanjay they uh drank some beer and with uh, the girlfriend gave to him and she left the hotel at 3:45 a.m. so When the manager woke up, he noticed that some Sanjay was lying on the sofa. He went to wake him up, but he didn't wake up. So he thought, okay, he must be hangover. Like he must be in a hangover, and he like you know drank so much. So he's sleeping. He went to the uh, place where the dryer was. Uh, dryer was there, and he found that dryer was still going on, which was really suspicious for him, of course. so yeah and he went back to him and he uh woke him up he was not responding so he turned him over and he thought that he was not breathing and uh yeah that was and that was the same day like the same morning the girlfriend she went to study abroad suspicious So then on November 19th he debuted with his song as I told you on SBS Gaio 20 which was what it was back then I'm guessing like now this is Inky Gaio for current times but obviously it was the 90s so a lot of things have changed and stuff So now we're kind of get into the true one for death and needles and stuff so it'll be like 5 minutes so if you guys are uncomfortable with that just skip it And now we're going to talk about the alleged murder because at first the police thought it was a suicide but as further evidence came in more people were pointing to it as a murder something that was really major in this case is that she bought him a long t-shirt for his kind of like debut present to wear and he was wearing that at the time of death and something that was also interesting when i saw is that his mom when she first like discovered everything was going on 
she mentioned that he would never wear Sungjae would never wear long sleeve shirts to bed that was so not him so that was something that told her that this wasn't like self-inflicted it was someone who did this to him so around like I think like 3 45 in the morning Kim left the hotel and apparently she was going to go abroad to America the same morning after his debut surprisingly I don't know if that was just coincidence or she planned it but you guys can figure that out when I tell you more of the details and then basically in the morning his manager found Sungjae just like laid over on the couch and he was unresponsive and that was just the end of his life sadly so kind of just the aftermath of what happened clearly it was very very tragic like this young star he just made his debut literally the night before and he was just found dead randomly the whole like country the entertainment industry was just shook honestly i would be shook that's crazy so originally the case was ruled as originally the doctor said it was a suicide and then they came to the conclusion that it could have been a heart attack, just a normal, when you just die peacefully in your sleep. But then later research revealed that there were 28 injection marks on his left arm. And from those injections, there were animal anesthesia in his system, which would rule out the suicide claim for me because you, he, apparently what they're saying is that he self-injected himself. But if he would do that, he would have to use his right, if you inject yourself with your left arm. I don't know, it doesn't make sense. Like, you can't self-inject yourself like that. It would have to be in the opposite arm. So if they found it in his left arm, he wouldn't be able to do that, I assume. I'm not a doctor or anything, so if you know better, please let me know. <laughs> But they had the injection marks on his arm. There was animal anesthesia in his system. And, of course, like, the last person, like, you guys, you know, you watch, like, SVU or, like, Law and Order and stuff like that. Usually the last person you see with, like, someone is usually the suspect. I'm not saying that they're always guilty, but that's the first suspect that the police go to. So it was Kim, obviously. So Kim admitted to buying the medicine for the dog her fake dog, whatever, but she threw it away before she met up with Sungjae. That's what she told the police. Another account said that one of the backup dancers saw Sungjae and Kim alone when everyone left the party and he was, she was like crouching over him for some reason. Allegedly, another account says that Someone saw her put the shirt on him, so that's kind of what happened. So, of course, the response, everyone's devastated, like I said before. A lot of his fans were begging for justice throughout the development of the story, but unfortunately, the case was closed due to a lack of evidence. Another account also said that Kim stopped the police from searching his body because she could have been guilty, you know, so that's kind of what happened, that's why there were so many, that's where there were so many decisions of what was the cause of death at the time, like I mentioned before, so that's pretty much the story, just really sad, honestly, like, you imagine, like, this person, 
he really wanted to perform. He was such a good performer, so well-liked, and then just jealousy really just got in the way of that, and it just really sucks, honestly. And it's sad because he still doesn't have justice. It's been, like, I don't know math. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been, like, 30 years almost, and he still doesn't have any justice. Like, they won't open up the case still. It's very tragic. And according to a lot of blogs I was reading to research, people have said that Kim changed her name, changed her appearance, because obviously she doesn't want people recognizing her. At this point, I think she would be, like, in her 40s, 50s, so she just is living a life that she shouldn't be living because I feel like she is allegedly guilty. And a lot of people said she lives a normal life in Seoul. Someone said that she's like a dentist in Seoul, but of course there's no way to confirm that because I doubt she's running around telling people who she is. So in 2018, the most recent kind of thing in this case is that his fans petitioned to the Blue House, which is a South Korean government, to reopen his case around 3,000 fans were sharing their responses, signing petitions, and a lot of people kind of recently who found out about this case feel like it needs to be reinvestigated. A lot of people are speculating the girlfriend is the killer just from all the evidence that we've said so far and that people are just really mourning his death because he was such a talented person at such a young age. And I know for a lot of people, like, we're, we started off with, like, Western Idol, Western a lot of people like Western artists, and a lot of people, unfortunately, have passed on and been murdered who are very, very young, so we kind of understand the pain that these fans have gone through, and especially the family as well. Like, of course, like, a fan's pain is very important because we idolize, essentially, these people and we want to see them successful, but, like, imagine, like, the family, like, you see your son doing so well and you go home and the next day he's not even here like I just feel so bad for them because they don't even they can't even get the case reopened sadly so in a program I'm not sure I think it was from 2019 or 2018 his brother was on this popular South Korean show called Unanswered Questions and he was basically talking to the host of the show about his brother and his life and just pleading the public again that he really, really, really needs to know more about the night of when his brother passed away. And he also mentioned that it's literally the only thing his mom wants in life is to figure out what happened to her son. So that's kind of what happened in that. And unfortunately, the program wasn't aired because Kim went to the court to block the program from being aired. So, yeah, that's pretty much the whole entire scandal. So... Yeah, take take that what you will, honestly. Kim allegedly is very rich. She came from a wealthy family, so of course wealth has such a big part to do with this case, especially in more modern scandals that I'm not sure if we'll talk about because they're really triggering to me. A lot of these scandals, people get away with certain things because they have money, and a lot of people already aware that the South Korean government is very much twisted and they don't really solve cases there's a lot of loopholes that you can go through depending if you have money or if you're famous which really sucks about just I think judicial systems in general here in America too you already know that's what happens on a daily so it just honestly sucks like my heart goes out to 
his family and just anyone who knew him and anyone who just experienced that situation. So it's been like 30 years and there's still no justice. And I just don't really know if people are planning to ask petition for more justice or if people just really not talked about it. So if that happens, I will update, but I'm not really sure. Of course, again, like I was thinking of asking some of my friends who live in Korea about the situation, but I really just doubt it because half of them probably don't know who this guy is. And a lot of like scandalous situations are not really openly talked about. And it's seen as like weird if you like bring something up that's not really talked about. So I didn't want to make them feel, you know, weird about it or whatever. So yeah, if you guys have any, oh yeah. So basically I think that she was the killer allegedly. Like it makes perfect sense to me. She got this animal anesthesia, which she injected in him, obviously brought him a long t-shirt so that no one would see the injection marks as soon as they found his body. She goes to America the day after, so there would be no trail. The alibi would be like, I went to go party with him. I had a flight to catch. I had to leave early in the morning. Bye. So that was her alibi, I'm assuming. And the manager's alibi was they were drinking. And a lot of people, and like from a legal standpoint, there would be no really clear story because they were intoxicated. So they all could have done something. He could have done something because he was, Sungjae could have done something because he was intoxicated. The managers would have done something. So no one really had a clear conscience. So that could be an also another reason why the case was closed. But of course, she was rich and her family had power. So sadly, it will still stay closed. I'm praying that they found some internal peace, hopefully, in the 30 years, give or take a couple years. So that was basically our Scandal Saturdays. I hope you guys enjoyed our episode. It's kind of something different that we're going to do. We're still going to have our Tuesday weekly episodes, but on Saturdays we're going to do more of like a scandal because sometimes a lot of things aren't really happening <laughs> in K-pop, honestly, that I really care about. And I don't really feel like talking about stupid stuff that happened on Twitter a lot. So yeah, this is our new series, Scandal Saturdays. You can follow us again on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Yeah, and you can email us again. And if you want to know, if you want to hear about any other scandals, let us know. Comment it. I know on Apple Music you can, but on Spotify you can't. So just go on our Instagram and comment yamas if there's any more scandals that you want to hear about and that's the end of our episode i hope you guys enjoyed so we'll see you guys on tuesday